Welcome to It Came From A Podcast, episode 21. It's October 2nd, 2015, and today we're talking about Watchmen, Doctor Who, Twitter, Amazon, and much more. Once again, you're listening to It Came From A Podcast. Where we curate pop culture for your inner geek. That's right. Ricky is drunk right now. Thank it you so much for listening. It is our 21st episode, so, you know. Exactly, yeah. And um, I'm Sergio I.M., and tell tell the people who you are. I'm so drunk, I don't remember my name. What's my name again? Thomas Ford. I'm Thomas Ford, guys. Welcome to the show. That's it. That's all we got for the show. I'm going to so. get sued by a Thomas Ford somewhere. So anyways, we're going to, we have breaking news. Hold on, serious time. Okay, I don't care if you're drunk. We have to be a little serious about this. We can't, you know, just laugh it away. Uh, Breaking news. um, Welch's fruit snacks. You know those, those delicious snacks that the world enjoys because. So yummy. So yummy. So they're being sued for not being snacks. For for not being. For not containing real fruit. Well, not being healthy snacks is yeah. what I mean. In other words, like, you know how it says, like, made with real fruit or whatever? It's like a, a complete lie, apparently, so. So, basically, what they're saying is that, um, well, just to see that what, what they have in their in their snacks is it's real fruit puree, but uh, they're, the other side is saying that it's mainly just empty calories and sugar and stuff, so. Um, Pureed sugar. It's, uh, it's more of an ideological argument i think yeah it's uh not something i care who cares about. man it tastes good yeah but you know i eat like 10 of those a day so people just want want to make a quick book so they're gonna sue watches okay well i mean that's that's pretty much the breaking news some more exciting news i'm leaving the podcast forever <laughs> for two weeks i am going on my honeymoon um, even though I didn't get married. Now, I got married in January, but we didn't get a chance to go on our... Not to me, by the way. Make, not make to sure Sergio. There's, there's a common misconception that Sergio and I are married. We are not married. Um, we just spend most of our time together. Correct. Um, yeah, so I'll be going to Europe. I'm going to uh, London, and I'm going to Paris, and I have some cool stuff planned, but I will be away from technology. Not from technology. I'll be away from the, my microphone, so uh, I will not be in the podcast Sergio, you may or may not continue without me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll most likely have an update for you guys. So, you know, don't panic. I already, I'm already seeing the emails piling up on no, my inbox. Ricky, no! Yeah, so you guys got to breathe. You can't do breathe the, it up. You can't do thing of the week without me. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I mean, I was originally we're going to go with, like, I'm going to act like you. Like, you should. you're listening to came from a podcast. Where we curate pop culture for your inner geek, that's Sergio. Perfect. I don't that's, know how your voice is. Perfect. So I, I think that's perfect. <laughs> You gotta give me. You gotta give me a little bit more of a Miami accent, though. Um, That's what I don't know. I don't know what a Miami <laughs> accent is. But yeah, we'll see how it goes and how stressful it might be to be two people at the same time. So Con Man finally premiered on September thirtieth. Um, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a web series created by Alan Tudyk that follows cult science fiction. 
cult science fiction actor Ray Norelli as he tours the convention circuit. Norelli is played by Tudyk. The cool thing about the show is that it's loosely based on Alan Tudyk's experience from starring in Firefly and everything that came after. The web series was crowdfunded through Indiegogo, and it set records for crowdfunding a web series by raising more than $1 million in 24 hours and more than $3.1 million overall. All. Um, a good amount. Good job. Yeah. Chunk. So I was a really big fan of Firefly. I believe you've watched Firefly too, right? Of course. And I love Firefly. So, Always will. Right. And it's one of those shows that canceled way too soon, way before its time, and became this huge, huge, huge cult hit after um, fans of the show call themselves brown codes. Um, so Alan Tudyk basically took what happened to him in real life and made it this. Super, super funny web series. I've only seen two episodes, um, but I was... How I many watched, are there right now? Uh, so they're releasing them in waves. Um, there's four out right now. They're releasing four more, I believe, um, next week, and then they're releasing five episodes the week after. It's You have to watch it on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo On Demand, um, which is kind of a new thing. Uh, Wait, is that subscription-based, or you have to pay to see no, it? No, you can you, you pay to see You don't have to subscribe to Vimeo, but you okay. have to you have to pay to see. You you rent the web series for a month, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know what? Going off of the first two episodes, I $15 is not... It, it was totally worth it. I only, I've only seen the first two. I snuck them in while I was at work, and I was literally, um, I was literally laughing out loud because uh, a large portion of the show takes place at a convention, and having lots of comic-con uh three years in a row you kind of you kind of see the things they're talking about in the show and and the show is really self-aware in the fact that um alan tudyk's character he was in this show called spectrum with nathan fillion and in the web series tudyk played the pilot and fillion played the captain which is exactly what happened in real life with firefly so it's this kind of cool meta concept where it's mirroring yeah, paying homage a yeah, little bit, yeah. Um, and it's just but it's really 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 funny um he's like this like super like he, he, this guy who just wants to get past that role that he was famous for and like people won't let it go and it's there's mad cameos everywhere like uh, Will Wheaton's already been on. Felicia Day is on. Um, and oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's really really funny. I the second we finish this podcast, I'm gonna watch the other two episodes that are out. Um, so I'm really excited that it's finally out. Um, I really recommend it for to anybody who's into science fiction or or Firefly or, or even conventions. Uh, it's really funny. You guys should go check it out. Okay, nice. I can't can't wait for it, but I'm not gonna watch it because I hate paying. Oh no. No, I'm joking. I'm probably gonna check it. out <laughs> Sergio, who watches The Watchmen? No one. We might be on television. Wait, hold on. on are you television. telling Coheed and Cambria right now? Or are you no, like no, no, no. Well, Coheed got it from what I'm talking about. The prize fighter Inferno, I mean. Yeah, sorry. yeah, but he got it from Alan Moore. No, um, no, no. No, no, he did. No, no, he did. His no. Watchmen is separated words. It's watch and then men. Like he used to, you know, like he a got watch. It, he a got it. Claudio got it from Alan Moore. But we okay, might well, be yeah. watching The Watchmen on television. HBO has officially confirmed that preliminary discussions involving a Watchmen TV series have occurred, and supposedly Snack Snyder, who directed the film adaptation of the comic has been involved in these discussions. There's nothing set in stone, but speculations are already running wild. Um, Sergio, what do you think? I'm so afraid for this. Cause I love, love, love the Watchmen. I, I mean, it, it's one of those, the, the graphic novel is one of the first comics. I really like 
got into because it was just a, 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 such a great story and you didn't have to worry about a huge line of comics that hey okay so next week i'm gonna pick up the you know pick this one up it's, it's just a graphic novel so you can just pick it up read it and then the story's already laid out right so i um i had been i've been in con- into comics my whole life but the first the first actual graphic novel that i read was Watchmen, and it, it I, I i that's one of those comics that solidified my love for comics it's just it's written so well and it's so enthralling and i actually thought that um zach snyder did a pretty good job with the film adaptation it had a lot of mixed reviews a lot of people didn't like it a that's big what reason, i understand you know what big, i don't get why people don't like it I, I do a big reason why is because they completely changed the ending in the movie from the graphic but that's novel. not enough to yeah. to make you hate something in my uh, opinion it would have been I think it would have been impossible to film the, so wait, end, just the look. ending of, of, of the actual graphic novel in the movie. So let's just take a quick second to talk about that. Do you oh. like or hate the ending? Okay, so um, can, we, can we throw the pirate in here? Yar, there be spoilers here. Yes. Okay, all right. So basically, and it's been, I mean, years since I read the graphic novel, and it's been a long time since I saw the movie too. In the graphic novel... At the end of the novel, New York City basically gets freaking Attacks, obliterated yeah. and destroyed, like, to pieces. Like, like it's really bad. In the graphic novel, they have, like, this giant octopus squid thing. Yeah, like, it's um, pretty much Lovecraft. And and it doesn't, but it doesn't come out in New York City. It's, it's like, in the ocean somewhere. And um, that, so they replaced that with the ending. Um, it doesn't. It, the the movie still felt like an adaptation of, of the graphic novel. So to, to tell you the truth, I really I really didn't care. I thought that everything else in the movie was was awesome enough. It was to, almost um, exactly like the graphic novel. The other big difference was that um, Doctor Manhattan in, in, you in the graphic novel whenever he's on, you see his penis, and in uh in the movie they cover it up. Obviously. So what you're saying is pretty much people are upset that a naked blue man was not completely naked. Correct. And that the ending was more of something that I think the film could handle. I feel like imagine if you saw that in the movie. I feel like a lot of people who did not read the Watchmen novel, I mean graphic novel, right. would be completely lost. They'd it's, say, OK, yeah. so there's a huge monster out of nowhere and, you know, New York's gone. Correct, correct. Um, so I feel like it was... But I, I, I remember... Part of me likes it almost more. I remember literally being in the theater, and I went with a big group of people who had already watched it, and I could just, like... I could sense and I could hear the gasp. Like, people were, like, super confused because everybody was expecting that big, explosive New York ending, and it just didn't it didn't happen. But, um, dude, that, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach. Come on. He was... He was dude, one of my favorite, great. favorite, like, And Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the comedian was really, really good, too. Um, Amazing, yeah. Um, but you know but, what, though? I think the movie connects you so much to Rorschach that when you see it, and that happens to you know what happens to him. He's just the right. same grades pretty much. Right. Right. It, it felt almost as big if if New York was to blow up. <laughs> I what I'm thinking is because we had the movie already and Snyder supposedly is is behind this. I'm thinking they may be adapting before Watchmen to TV. Exactly. But wait, um, before you say that, <laughs> before Watchmen is 
the the ones that by the way it's it's graphic novels that are not rated anywhere near as good as the Watchmen graphic novels. They're actually novel. not even they're actually they're comics. They came out as comics on a graphic which which Watchmen did Watchmen did come out as comics. Oh then you can buy them as graphic when it, novels. When it when it fir- when it first came out, Watchmen came out as comics and then eventually it was collected as a graphic novel. Um mm, but yeah there you go. Before Watchmen it's basically it's a uh, it's eight different limited series and they're each focused around a specific character and there's Two a one each. and yeah. there's a one shot as well. It's a total of thirty seven issues and they're basically prequels to the story of Watchmen. Yeah. Um and so this makes a lot more sense to me than just doing the movie all over again in T V form. So let me ask you, have you read the before Watchmen? I have not actually, and I probably will now. I read I, some. Not all of them, not the newer ones. Um because they were being released as I was reading them. And I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of some of those stories. They didn't feel the same way as the Watchmen graphic novel did. The, well, you one, know, the, the, the ones that I really want to read, I can't remember their name now, man, but the the original group of heroes in, in, in Watchmen that the comedian was part of um, and that uh, Silk Spectre's mom was in, um, I, I can't yeah. remember. The, I can't remember the name of the group, but there's a whole. Spectre, yeah. th- there, there's a whole comic based on that group, or like in the fifties or whatever. That's the, yeah, no, the Minutemen. No, no, there you go. That's. I think that's what it is. I think it's the Minutemen. Um, and uh, maybe wrong. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Give me one second. Yeah, Minutemen Watchmen. It's um. Yeah, that their story really intrigues me. Um, so I will go back and I'll probably read all of them at some point before yeah, the show you know comes. what I, that's what the show would make the more uh, the makes, most amount of sense, sense to do yeah absolutely because I don't want them to sort of you know play off of like the Watchmen graphic novel and just add to it or you know maybe do side right. stories or something because right. pretty much that's what before Watchmen is it's like dissecting each character let's hope for the best because I really adore this series and I don't want to see it fall apart I will say though that I'm, I'm glad if it's going to be on one channel it'll be HBO because they can basically do whatever the hell they do, want exactly they can Game of Thrones it let's just say yeah. that if, if Watchmen would have come out on HBO you could have probably showed a blue penis yeah I mean if it's not distracting right which I mean it would be to be honest <laughs> If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? The plumber. That You would need to call a plumber, uh, but you would also call Ghostbusters. Um, I don't so know. I mean, they, they've been sort of like dead for like the longest time now. It's like they've been gone for such a long time, and now we're getting like an uh, onslaught of Ghostbusters stuff. So exactly, yeah. Sony confirmed the development of an animated Ghostbusters movie. Now, this would make movie number three in development. We have the Paul Feig movie. The Russo brothers are supposedly working on a movie as well. And then we have this one. Um, do you remember the know. you remember the cartoon series? That's what I was gonna say. If it's based off of that with the same voice, <laughs> that'd be astounding. So there were actually there were actually two cartoon series. There was one that came out in 1986 called The Real Ghostbusters, which I don't really remember um, because I don't it know came. If that's the one. It, I, it, it came I don't out. Know if that's which one I saw. It came out a year before I was born. The one you remember, the one that I remember that I loved, was called Extreme Ghostbusters. Maybe and, that's it. Yeah, I'm and not it sure. was it was a continuation, and it, it had some of the old characters, but it had some new characters on as well. Um, and that one aired in 1997, um, and I really, really liked that one. I'm um, guessing this one's gonna be 3D animated, of course, uh, but I wish it was 2D. I, I mean, I guess I suppose it's gonna basically be the same Ghostbusters, like like the story, like the different Ghostbusters running around. But what they're saying is that there's a possibility that it may actually not take place in New York to show that oh. that, that there's authors like India. stuff that there's stuff going on in other parts of the country and like whatever other than just New York 
Um, uh-huh. So you think? Which are you? I'm down to watch an animated Ghostbusters movie. I think it'd be a good idea. You know um, what I'd like to see? Have you seen TMNT, the animated Ninja Turtles movie? The CGI one. I actually liked that one. That I was, it, was it was good. Was it amazing? I felt like it was. That movie was very um, underrated. Yeah. I I liked it better than than the Megan Fox one. Of course, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone liked that one. Well, I'm sure Megan Fox likes that one better. The Megan Fox well, one. I don't think she does either, from what I read. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm down. I'm down to see something animated. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. My, my thing is, if if you're coming out with all these Ghostbusters movies, I hope they're part of a cohesive universe because to have to have different movies take place in different timelines and different this, it's going to be confusing. So if you're coming out with this many things, make them, make them connect somehow. Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure they will. Um, I just fear for Ghostbusters because there's so many things going on right now. I feel like the movie, like especially like the the Paul Feige one, like there's such high expectations. It has to be. It has to be amazing. We'll see. I mean, you know, it feels almost like it might be coming off like a random, forgettable comedy more than like the comedy we remember from the eighties. I, I mean, even though it, you know, it has it has the potential to be good. It has the potential to be bad. I'm just I'm gonna hold out. Hope for the best. I, yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say optimistic do. about it. Um, I I know a lot of people hate her. I really like Melissa McCarthy. I think that given the right role, she's she's awesome. Um, and you know, like it's I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. Sergio, you were Sarah Michelle Gellar fan? Sometimes it depends on my mood. <laughs> on my mood. Were you were you a Buffy fan? Yeah, my wife was extremely yeah, mine, so. Mine too. Mine was a huge, huge Buffy fan. Like it was a nonstop thing for her. Yeah. I I remember falling in love with uh with Sarah Michelle Gellar. When I first saw Crew Intentions in middle school, which I was gonna say, yeah, I was I like, you know not, what, I like you. I, I should like have, you. I should not have been watching that movie probably when I was in middle school because that, the, you know, none that, of us that movie have, was yeah. that movie I was, was younger, raunchy. so I should not. <laughs> that, that scene with her, there's a couple scenes with her and some of there where I was like 11, 12 watching the movie. I was like, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, what's going on, dude? I love Sarah Michelle Gellar even more now because now she's in Star Wars. Um, we've known for a while that she was going to play a character in season two of Star Wars Rebels, and they finally revealed what the character was. There was a lot of... Is it spe- an alien? Uh, it, uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Uh, I want an alien. There's a lot of speculation that she was going to play the new canonical version of Mira Jade from the expanded universe. For those who uh, don't know who Mira Jade was, she was the right hand of the Emperor and eventually went on to marry Luke. But all that stuff went out the window. Um, so people were thinking maybe she was going to play a version of that. But uh, thanks to a featurette released on BuzzFeed, we know she's going to be playing the Seventh Sister, which is one of the new Inquisitors sent after Kanan and the crew. Kanan is played by her husband, Freddie Prince Jr., which you all know. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing some cool banter between both of those characters since, you know, we know let's that they're married in real life. Yeah, and, let's <laughs> hope they do something. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the, they, in the featurette, you can actually see, like, Kanan fighting her character and stuff. So um, it's going to be really, really cool. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this new season of Rebels. It's getting dark. Um, so uh, there's a lot of spoilers that could be said, so I'm not going to get into that territory. But, yeah, looking forward yeah, to we're this. we're running out of pirates for the show. <laughs> The TARDIS is getting a little bit bigger on the inside, Sergio. What does that even mean? So what that means is that BBC Three has announced a Doctor Who spinoff titled Class that will premiere in 2016. The show will be set at Coal Hill High School, which 
if you're a fan of this show, you know that that school has been a part of the DNA of the universe since the first episode in the 60s, uh, An Unearthly Child. It's the, the school that the doctor's granddaughter, Susan, attended, and then they, they left from that school, and the teachers, two of the teachers from that school were the companions, and they've gone back to the school throughout the 50 years of the show. Their current companion, Clara, is actually a teacher at the school. Um, so they're, they're basing it around around the school. Um, basically, what they're saying from the, the small synopsis we've gotten is that uh, the earth is unprotected and there's a lot of really weird stuff going on around the school. Um, it's going to consist of eight 45-minute episodes. Uh, Patrick Nest, the author of the Chaos Walking series, which is a, it's a book series, he's going to serve as, serve as the showrunner with Stephen Moffat serving as executive producer. So Stephen Moffat is obviously the showrunner for regular Doctor Who. He's going to be seeing this as well, overseeing this as well. And it's going to reportedly be aimed at a, at a young adult audience, which I kind of feel like Doctor Who already is. Um, so hopefully there's not too much of a departure in tone um, with with this series. And we've had we've had a couple of, of spinoffs in the past. We had Torchwood. We had the Sarah Jane Adventures. Um, the Doctor and the Sarah Jane Adventures, that one was aimed towards little kids, but the Doctor did pop up a couple times. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we'll actually see the Doctor pop up every now and again in this uh, in this series. I mean, I think I, I'm extremely excited. To me, Doctor Who feels a lot, a lot like Firefly. It has that same kind of like mixture of sci-fi elements with that good kind of humor and um you know there's this is the kind of thing they need more of certain i guess certain certain episodes not all of them like this with 12 has been a lot it's been a lot darker so i don't know if that comparison actually rings true anymore, well you know i mean the lightheartedness to the doctor like even though he may not always have that kind of tone it's just you know that kind of like it trust me everything's gonna be fine yeah um, I, yeah I guess we, we could get into this for a while, but I'll, I'll just leave it at, at that. It's just much easier to, to admit you're wrong. <laughs> I um. So <laughs> what, what I'm wondering about this show is so it was announced on BBC three, which is actually going completely online. They're taking BBC three off TV in, in the UK. So I'm wondering if this is going to be an online only show in the UK, and I, hopefully BBC America picks it up because or a Hulu exclusive. No, nah, it's not going to be. It's it'll be, I know. It'll I'm be just BBC saying that because America. I have a subscription and I need more stuff to watch. Um, you can just come over to my house and watch it, you know. All right. We'll but do. yeah, uh, the more Doctor, the better. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who, so uh, anything in that universe, I am totally, totally down to watch. It's that time again. <clears throat> thing of the week, thing of the week, thing of the week, thing of the week. So I can see us having uh, a live band. Dude, I, I am picturing the same thing with a live show. Having a live band just for that little thing of the week thing. Oh, man, that would like be... Like the late show, yeah. yeah. That would be super turn up. Yeah, it's like, I'll just say, I'll just cue it with, it's that time again. And then <laughs> you, you, like, tear off your shirt and you have a suit underneath it and you just go tap dancing in front of the, to the me, band. To me, like, when I'm singing it, I'm, I'm hearing, like, a punk band behind you it. You are um, the thing of the week when yeah, you do it, yeah. yeah. Um, so, my thing of the week, do you want to know what it is? I already know what it is. Okay, so my thing of the week is is Martin Burke because he's full of shit. Whoa! Somebody, Family show. Somebody somewhere, somebody somewhere will understand that reference and they'll really appreciate it. Um, no, but for real, my thing of the week is uh, so it's Will Smith. Will Smith broke his. So wait, like he is your thing of the week. He is my thing of the week. 
and I'll Absolutely. tell you why. He broke his 10-year music hiatus on this Colombian band, uh, Bomba Stereo, their remix of their song Fiesta. Um, he raps in both English and Spanish on the song. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad yet. I haven't really made up my mind, but it's Will Smith, and he's rapping again, which, you know, it, it's like a piece of, like, my younger self. I getting, heard it. Getting jiggy with it and stuff, and... I mean, it's fun. I heard it, and it sounds like sort of like background music, though. Like yeah, something you'd hear, yeah. like, in Miami somewhere yeah, when you're I mean, walking down a, up I some mean, street. He, he still sounds like Will Smith. Yeah, he still has this kind of like, hey, I'm happy. He, and, he, I, and I, you know, I'm happy. Any other per, <laughs> any other personalities that rap like him, like, with his kind of, like, flow and stuff, like, it'd be a joke. But because it's Will Smith, it, like, it works. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Supposedly he made some he's made some music with Kanye West, which I'm really interested to hear because I cannot imagine Will Smith with like a Kanye West kind of vibe in the music. So No, I don't want it. I don't want it at all. <laughs> I do, but you know. Okay, so ask me the big question. Sergio, what's your thing of the week? Okay. Well I thought you were gonna sing the full song. But you didn't. No no no. The world doesn't need so, that. Well I'm, I think they need a little more. What's your, Sergio, what's your thing of the week? Thing of the week. Perfect. That's all I wanted. Now, one more time. No, no, no. I'm just (laughs) at this point. Anyways, my thing of the week is the Humble Monthly. So you you know what Humble Bundle is, right? Yeah. So just so you know, to sort of make sense of how confusing this is becoming, Humble Bundle was a, like, random, not every month, but I feel like maybe even more, uh, a bundle of games that you could get for pretty much any price. It started off at, you can just pay a penny and get all these games. Then it became a little more complicated. You had to pay a dollar for Steam keys at least, or they would have it in different sections. So if you paid a penny, you get three games. And then if you paid a little more than the average, you get all the other games. If you paid even more than that, you get an additional set of games. And then they keep unlocking more throughout that the life of that bundle. So now we have Humble Bundle. Uh, books bundle mobile bundle uh then there's the humble store and soon a weekly bundle and now we have a humble monthly so what this is you know those subscription boxes out there like loot crate uh nerd block yeah. uh marvel collector core basically, et cetera. We're, basically what we're getting with humble bundle it's an, a digital yeah a digital version of that for games so pretty much what you do is you pay 12 dollars a month and starting november 6th you get a bundle of games. It could be, you know, rare stuff, uh, maybe little gems, hidden gems, new stuff maybe. I don't know. It, the idea is exciting, and I feel like if you're you're curious about this, that right now is the best time to do so, to get into it, because it's not it's starting, right? So what you want to do is get into it and then cancel. In other words, that's <laughs> how every subscription right. box should work. Basically. Because then they fall off. The truth is they fall off. And... Um, the best content is always in the first few releases. So if you sign up right now, you get The Legend of Grimrock 2, which is a great, great dungeon crawler mixed like with first-person shooter and whatever. I don't know. Awesome game. And you get it for 12 bucks if you think about it, right? You pay $12, you get the game. It's normally $25, $23. So you already get something worth more than what you're paying for. So I'm excited about that. Um, the reason I like it, too, is because you have to remember that Humble Bundle, like Humble, I guess that's the name we're going to call them now, supports charities. And that's really, really awesome. They support right. the charity and the developers. So, so whereas, you can, whereas Loot Crate, Marvel Core, Swell's Bounty, where they're supporting greed, 
um, of all those Greed, hatred, racism, yeah. sexism. Uh, what else is there? Ism. Um, uh, all the isms. Exactly. All those isms, they're, you know, that's what you're supporting when you pay for those. Humble bundles so, actually trying to do something positive. Exactly. Yeah. And that's my thing of the week. So, Ricky, do you have a security camera in your house? Uh, no. So what if, like, something happens to your dogs or if there's a fire or if someone's in your house? How nah. would you know? No, nah, you just got me really paranoid. <laughs> well, that's how I ended up with a drop cam. You know what drop cam is, right? Do I ever know what anything that you're talking about is? Dude, I, I don't know. That's why I have to ask. <laughs> so a drop cam is pretty much a camera that you put, you know, in some room and it has a great wide lens so you can check out everything. It has night vision, etc., all this stuff. And it records everything. And um, what happened is that that camera got bought out by Nest, which is Google. A, Google. Yeah, yeah I, it's going to be that. under Alphabet. Because Alphabet, that. by the way, started that. today. Yeah, the whole alphabet thing is now one. So now it's alphabet. Anyways, uh, Nest bought it. And instead of improving on it, they released the Nest Cam, which is pretty much the exact same thing as the Drop Cam, but with a different base, sort of, you know, and maybe like an, a smaller addition or something. So they didn't do much of anything. Anyways, I didn't buy another one. I wanted to buy another one to put in the office. So I have one in the living room. Right. Um, and as I described, as I sort of mentioned in the beginning, that's pretty much what you do. It notifies you if there's a loud sound. It notifies you if something walks by from motion. You can talk through it, etc. So, anyways, today, I'm very excited to announce that Logitech announced the Circle. So, Logitech if I tell still, you that, what does it mean? Logitech still makes things? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. They they rebranded themselves as Logit. Logit? Logi? Remember we talked about this? Oh, we Loggy. did. Let's we go did. with Loggy. I think I uh, like Loggy. Loggy. Anyways. Yeah, so really weird because this is, you know, it says on the press release Logitech instead of Loggy, but then it says Loggy in some parts, so I don't, I don't know what's going That's on That's confusing. Anymore. Yeah, so anyways, uh, my point being that this is a new camera that pretty much does the same thing as the drop cam, and um, it's rechargeable, though, and it's a ball, so you can take the ball and place it somewhere else. It has a magnetic wall mount, so you just stick it on places. Uh, awesome. Very excited about this, but the best part is you don't have to pay for a subscription like you do with Dropcam. You have to pay for a subscription on Dropcam to save, you know, like all the video for like a week or, you know, you can do different plans. Anyways, you get free 24-hour um, recordings on the Logis Circle. Logis Circle, let's go with that. So that's why Nest is sort of sucking right now when they shouldn't be, and Logitech is sort of filling in that hole. The fact that Google is losing at anything concerns me. Well, it's Nest, and they're actually not as close to Google because Google would have put hooked up the, the Google Drive plan to this, you know? Right, right. So, I don't know. Um, let's hope for the best on that end. But as for now, we have the circle, right? We write. We write? We, we write. So there's talks, there's rumors going on about Twitter abandoning the 140-character limit. What do you think about that? I think it's it's time. Um, I don't. I don't at all. Uh, oh, I, you, uh, I'm torn because it's part of what made. You, you know what? I take it back. Leave the 140 character limit. That's what makes Twitter Twitter. Um, That's the what se- I'm saying. The, the second you get rid of the 140 character limit, 
it's gonna turn into something. It's gonna, it's gonna, you know what's gonna happen? MySpace. MySpace kept on adding things and growing, and then it ended up just imploding. Um, yeah, don't well, it's do becoming it. Becoming a social, like a social media network yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. I, the thing is, you're gonna start seeing people posting these amazingly long things if you remove the character limit. Like you know, whenever someone defends something that happened, they post like a series of tweets, and that's fine. Because you're still using the limit, right? But now imagine press releases on Twitter. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see, like, you know, the president uh, did this and then huge press release via I mean, Twitter. You, you can already cheat it with third-party applications. Like, there's, like, that twit longer and stuff that will actually, like, let you it tweet. It divides your tweets, yeah. yeah. But then there's also the other thing is you can take a picture of text and upload the image. Right, and people right, read that, right, right? right? So there are ways around it. But my thing is this. If it's over 140 character limit, if it's that over that amount, is it a tweet? Like to me, I associate the word tweet with like I, I don't know what that that was a, a yelp. That was a yelping sound. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. Tweet is like a but, bird. It's, it's like a bird. I can't do it. Yes, but. exactly. Do it. Do it, Ricky. You have to get it. Chirp, 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 chirp. No, that's not that it. Was not, no, that wasn't even. Okay, not so it. let's just stop first yeah. off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a tweet is like a short little blurb or like you know it's just something quick and easy you can take in and just go to the next one right so yeah. that's the whole point of it and it, without that i can imagine going through a stream where it's nothing but a bunch of text everywhere so how about maybe something where it's like 140 character limit but after that limit it hides the the additional text unless you click on the tweet i don't even think they should go there i just stick to 140 yeah, I know. It's because, you know, they're not doing that good right now. But yeah. that's a whole other thing. Anyways, I'm very pissed off about that. All right, so we do have some Google news, but we're not going to do talk about it at all because we're going to push that to a special, right? Can we talk about something really quickly? No. Okay. Because I, I, I apparently I hadn't heard of it, but I found out about it this week. Project Fi is super cool. Yes, but we're going to talk about that in the special. Uh, so hold on. Hold your horses. Hold them. All right. Can we talk about Facebook? I, I guess. Go. Okay. So Facebook announced the coolest feature this week um, that I think is awesome. Facebook is going complete Harry Potter on us. So I don't know if you heard about this, but they're actually going to allow you to, instead of having your profile picture, they're going to let you create a seven-second GIF to serve as your profile picture. So we're going to get so a movie. In other words, we're going to get what Google Plus did on launch finally did, on did, Facebook. Did they have that as your profile? Yeah. A GIF? I had, I I had, I had that. an avatar I that, that was like that. I um, But dude, I think it's super cool. It's, it's a different way to express yourself and it's every, Harry Potter fans are going to go crazy because in, in Harry Potter, obviously like all the images are moving images like in the newspapers and stuff. So um, I think it's a cool idea and, and what I like about it is how it came about. Um, Facebook has this whole hacker kind of culture where they encourage their employees to hack the actual um, platform to yeah, come up that's with who they hire, right? With new ideas, and one of the employees actually hacked the, the platform, and they gave themselves a moving image as a profile picture, and they brought it up to like their leads, and they thought it was super cool, so they're implementing it now um, into the into the actual for the public. So. I just think that's really cool, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to make my little seven-second GIF. 
I'm excited about that because I don't know why it's taking Facebook forever to adopt that. I mean, it's something that's been around forever. Like whenever you see you see comments about a story, there's almost guaranteed to be a GIF in there. I actually think Facebook is getting cooler than it has been in the past. Like the the UI changes I've I've really liked. Like it looks a lot different. I know that they're 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 working on like the profile layout for the phones and stuff. So I actually like what Facebook is turning into. I don't. I don't at all because it's it's trying to become a, an ecosystem, right? It's trying to be your one place to do everything. And you know what? I think it will. I, think I don't think it will for me I personally because there. I don't talk to anyone using Facebook Messenger only because I get a ton of spam. Like I can't I can't hide that unless I, I start working at, you know, OK, let's remove this person, that person, block this, block that, et cetera. And it becomes a pain. Anyways, There's, what I'm saying is, yeah, 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 I feel like we go through trends. MySpace, Facebook, Google Plus, Google Plus fell off. And, you know, you're going to see this. Facebook isn't, in my opinion, going to be around forever because something else will eventually replace it, although it's going to stick around for quite some time. In retrospect, MySpace wasn't actually, it felt really long at the time, but MySpace was not around no way. for a like, long, long time. Facebook has been out for a, of time, yeah. a while. Yeah, it's been around. I think what happened over, too is that it got the largest ten, audience. Over 10 years, yeah. So, but, um, you know, I think the future is going towards smaller little environments such as Snapchat. The, the problem is that even though Facebook created by Snapchat, all the little environments that come out, Facebook will eventually buy out. I actually don't think Facebook is going away. Um, we'll I see. Think, we'll see. Yeah. I, f- I feel like if it goes away before I die, I was right and you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, that. but that's that, that could be <laughs> a lot of years. I mean, in any, anytime soon. Amazon is going to ban the Chromecast and Apple TV in order to avoid customer confusion. Oh, f- Amazon. You can Whoa. You can. We're a family show. It's stupid. It's, it's oh, because oh, so they have, Amazon has their fire stick, right? They have the fire stick and yeah. they have their, their own Android setups. Okay, look, first off, let me say this. Amazon rides on the back of Google. Like, Android is on Agreed. all of their stuff, Agreed. okay? They tried to avoid it as much as possible by skinning it, making it seem like, you know, the services are, you know, like sort of completely Amazon's. Like, they have their own app store and all this other stuff. By the way, they, their app store is the worst experience I've ever had. I feel like they steal, they, they try to steal, a, a, like, some of, like, the design elements, too, from, from Google. Well, I don't, I don't know. But the point being that they think that because of Prime Video, by the way, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Video. Prime Video right. is pretty much their Netflix. And they think that because they sell, you know, the Roku and other, other, um, some set top boxes do allow you to see prime video but because you can't on chromecast and apple tv because amazon doesn't want to that they think that it's confusing uh, confusing to sell a product that their 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 customers cannot access prime video through because they intentionally don't put it on that platform does that make any sense whatsoever it doesn't my whole thing with amazon is like so amazon is obviously trying to or Amazon is, is trying to set up an ecosystem the way that, that Google has an ecosystem set up. But Google's ecosystem is cohesive and organic where Amazon, I feel like they're, they're just getting a bunch it's of sporadic, things yeah. Yeah, that don't mesh well together and are putting them together on one platform. And it's just does to me, it's clunky and it doesn't like it's cool, but it just doesn't work the way that Google works for me. Um, 
it, they 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 do some weird things. Um, I mean, I yeah, I I don't understand Amazon sometimes to be honest. I I dislike this. I feel like the government may step in on this because they're pretty big. They're pretty big, and they're sort of doing this as a way to you know compete. It's not just like, hey, this is to help our customers, because it clearly isn't. I mean, right. they sell so many Chromecast devices. Like, it's insane. And now, you know, when when you check for Chromecast, guess what's going to come up? What? Their products. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a fan of that at all. I feel like this is going to sort of, you know, be a big slap in their face when they realize the backlash they're going to receive from this. <laughs> So that's it for the week, folks. Once again, I am Sergio AM. And I'm Ricky Kaz. I'm reminding you to... Don't support racism. Don't support sexism. Don't support Bill Cosby. Or Donald... Oh, no, never mind. I don't want to get political. Never mind. Um, Dude, no one supports Donald Trump. Well, I know you're going there. What was I going to say? Um, just want to say uh, bye to everybody for a little bit. I will see you all in... Uh, Europe. In, in three weeks. I'll see you guys in three weeks. Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well. And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by adding us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.